All right, guys, we dive deep on rowing the boat, go for football talk. Wild and the Wolves both off to hot starts, and the Premier League is back, at least in the Nordies podcast. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? I'm fired up, man. I feel great. You? I'm pumped up. I'm pumped to be talking sports with you guys. <laughs> that and was you know the what? softest. I'm, I'm so pumped. And you know I'm what? Pretty pumped. I'm just like really fired up. Guys. Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Winterville. That's who, who we are right now. Oh, feels hey. good. It's been a fun couple weeks. You know, a lot I, of wins. We never are winning losses. We're always loserville. And when there's like a weekend. I like I woke up on Monday morning and I thought to myself, hmm, that was a crazy weekend. All of your teams won. Right. What? Yeah, I mean it's it's a great time of year, number one, because we have all the sports, so much sporting action, it's fantastic. And then you get those times when you get like six of your teams, five four or five of your teams to all win. It's just nice. Very nice. Yeah, the the Mars what's the Mars in retrograde? <laughs> seems to work well for Minnesota sports. Yes. That's, that's probably what it was. I, I have no idea. I know that you're just trying to keep up with like what's cool right now, and I get that astrology seems to be fucking everywhere, which is so annoying. But anyways, yeah, we're good. Um, I'm excited. Only if it wasn't real. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's such a Virgo thing for you to say. I am a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Fuck you very much. For a person who knows <laughs> nothing about astrology, this is all over my head. Yeah, oh, no, it's. I also know me, nothing about astrology. I'm just <laughs> saying words that sound cool. All right, I just guys. get annoyed when it gets into my memes. Like, get it off my memes. I don't get those ones. I don't like it. All right, guys. So, we have a great beer in front of us. But before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Yeah, this is a weird beer. Um, this is Falling Knife, who we love. Pretty new brewery here in uh, it's in Minneapolis. This is the All Nighter Imperial Golden Ale. How much? How much booze is in this thing? Seven point. Dude, I'm sorry. I brought the heat. Eight point three, seven point nine. You guys are gonna be okay? I'm gonna have four. Of gonna have I'm to gonna feel. A little, I feel a little goofy even after the first pod. All right, dude. This is a Costa Rican natural coffee, Madagascar vanilla, and Ghanaian cacao nibs. Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Oh yeah. Ghanaian. The only um, reason I know Ghanaian is they always the used World to Cup beat our ass. Beat the, they beat the United States team. <laughs> I've never seen it written Two or World said. Cups in a row. Yeah. They would be like, U.S. population, 430 million. Ghana population, 12 million. And they would just like beat us every fucking year. <laughs> just sickening. But then I think Bunch we got... Bunch of fucking ballers, though. I think we did get some revenge on them. Because we had a game once in the World Cup, like a 2012 World Cup. Did we like refuse uh, humanitarian aid? Was, oh, was oh. it? Was it? Wasn't it 2012 the one though where where Landon Donovan scored on the last that was seconds Al- of the game? <clears throat> that was Algeria. Oh shit! Mm, sounds right. Shit. Um. So, anyways, this beer is strange. What do you guys think? I like it's, it. I, I've had one sip, so it's a little hard to. It's one of those beers that looks like it shouldn't taste like coffee and chocolate, but does because it's kind of an ale. What do you guys think? I, it's not my favorite style of beer, but I think this is a fun version of this. I like it. Um, it's fun. Sometimes when there's like really interesting, distinct flavors, I kind of um, try to pick them out with my sips, and it's kind of fun to do that with this one. So uh, this isn't something that I would want to drink all the time, but this is something that I would love to like bring to a friend's house and, and have with them because I do think it's a fun beer. It's very chocolatey. I went, we went two for two on spooky labels. Mm-hmm. So did. the last one has like a you know a decapitated beer from Mod- Abercadaver, and this one is got you know all nighter with like a skeleton on it. I thought that was appropriate. So yeah, and also um, James, I'm sorry, but um, I don't think there's caffeine in vanilla, but there definitely is in in uh, Costa Rican natural coffee and cocoa nibs. So you might not sleep. I can't wait. I'm gonna get you, productive. You are gonna have an all nighter. Yeah, coffee and chocolate before bedtime for you. That's, oh shit! That's seriously not allowed. I wish someone was in charge of my life and told me I couldn't have it. Like, but unfortunately, like someone who bought me. the actual beer. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. 
Right. Okay, guys. So we'll start with today's Winterville starting lineup here in Winterville. And that only starts with uh, one team that didn't just recently lose to Bowling Green before rattling off a bunch of Big Ten wins. The Gophers football team. Uh, who won 34 to 16. I might have just made that score up, but I think it was close enough. 34 to 16 over Maryland. Both teams were four and two heading into the game. It does make that loss to Bowling Green all the more frustrating. Very glaring. Because we would be uh, six and one with our only loss, an opening game loss to Ohio State. With both of our top running backs out for the year, we're still hammering the rock. I mean, guys are running all over the place. And I don't know. It's just... It's a shame that we blew that, but it does show you that college football is all over the place. Upsets seem to be happening more than ever, and I'm pleased with P.J. Fleck. I can't for the life of me figure out if Tanner Morgan is a competent quarterback or just bad. Mm, I would lean to just bad. Um, I actually think P.J. Fleck is the guy who looks the best out of this. He's dealt with a bunch of big injuries. He's lost coaches. And in general, he's done a good job with the Gophers. He has like the most wins in his first whatever Five seasons. seasons since Glenn Mason or something. Like he's He's on pace with the best Gopher coaches ever. And I think sometimes just because we're not the best team in the Big Ten, people are like, well, he's not good. It's just like this is a big job to try to turn a program around in a, in a power five conference that has literally no history of being good. And so outside of Ohio state. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying though, like uh, of a team that has gone 50 years without winning the big 10, 60 years, whatever it is. Oh, you you meant the Gophers. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying like PJ Fleck, I think is doing a good job. And every time he loses for whatever reason, the fans turn on him, like every loss he has. Right. But I think in general, he's done a pretty damn good job. And I think he's, he's, currently the right level coach for the Gophers and if he uh, goes above that that's a good thing and Minnesota fans have got to stop being so afraid of losing coaches good programs lose coaches whether they're assistants or head coaches good programs and good sports teams lose coaches because they're doing a good job and so I just want to keep winning and I think PJ Fleck deserves some praise well and and do you think he's gotten better at like actual game management clock management decision making because that was seemed to be his weak point it's like oh he can recruit he can hype the kids up all those things i think that he lost his offensive coordinator to penn state which was really harmful and that really had them take a step back in a covid year where they were hit heavily with covid mm-hmm. if you remember that um and that was the old coordinator that beat auburn in the whatever bowl yeah. Like right. He was so. a good coach, too. So I think that that really hurt them, and they really were affected by COVID in his worst year so far as the coach. And I don't know if he's a great in-game coach, but that's okay. Because in college, there's a place for guys who are great recruiters and rah-rah guys who you know are ambassadors for the program, so long as your other coaches are good. And I think just losing some of that for a year hurt them. Um, but I think that Fleck is a good coach. I really do. I think he's like doing a, a really nice job, and I think sometimes we forget that because we are a, an NFL town. You know, we don't really yeah. love our college football. You know, even when the Gophers are four and two playing another four and two game on a on a Sunday before it gets too cold and snowy, like you look at the crowd and the upper deck's half full, and so it's just is this is a a Vikings town. It always has been. It always will be. And I think that um, Fleck has has done a nice job, and we should celebrate that. I think the most poignant thing you said was. Fleck is coaching at the level where he should be. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't need to be at Miami or Florida state or, you know, Clemson, Alabama, like some of these like Texas, like big historically good programs um, that might be Alabama might be a little bit too high, but Mm -hmm. um, he is a great person to have at the university of Minnesota. You're never going to go undefeated. Nope. You're never going to make it to the national championship. Okay, not never. Highly unlikely to mm. make it to the nas- national championship. But like to get us to like a 9 and 2 record and win a bowl game on New Year's Day against a good team against a, a really good SEC team. Yeah. That's right where we want. And yeah. I'm totally in line with what Eric is saying and and fully support the fact that PJ Fleck has some shortcomings but a lot of that is made up for in, you know, one of the biggest challenges we've had is like losing players to Wisconsin, losing players to Iowa, you know, et cetera. So 
if he can keep like just a handful of those guys in state and coming to the program, eventually you might be able to build something where you're competitive for the Big Ten West title perennially. Like yeah. that's where Iowa is. And that's what I think we would like to see the Gophers, you know, become, you know, outside of Iowa losing to Purdue at home. But, you know, where where like Kirk Ferentz do many people outside of Iowa or the Big Ten know who Kirk Ferentz is? Right. Probably not. Um, but is he really good at keeping Iowa recruits in state and bringing in some, you know, other, you know, players from the South? Yes. So once PJ Fleck is able to like establish the Golden Gophers as like a l- pretty legitimate program who sent a handful of guys to the NFL, right? Maybe we start to build something where it's us against Iowa. Um, you know, for the Big Ten West and Wisconsin for the Big Ten West title perennially. And like, you know what? I wouldn't trade anything to to live in Iowa. I mean, think about it. This is all bonus for us. We have the Vikings. What do they? What does Iowa have? Oh yeah, they don't have Dick. So it's all it's all a bonus for us. Like yeah. if we could get as good as Iowa, that would be fan fucking tastic. If we could get as good as Wisconsin. Uh, that would be amazing because we already have all these other sports teams to watch. So, um, or just, just maybe be, just the the expectation is just a little lower because of that. Just just be competitive with those programs. Yeah, and I think that's what they're aiming for with PJ Fleck, and I I'm on board with that. Also, people teasing him about the row the boat stuff and like being excited about the program. What would you? How would you guys describe Gopher fans? Because I would describe them as either sleepy. Um, old, old yep. or or uh, bandwagoners, you know. Like I tell you what, aren't... I went there and I never went into a game. I went to <laughs> one, I think, when I went there the entire time. And I'll, I mean, sometimes I would like go and tailgate and then not go into the game. I mm-hmm. mean, people, it's just not the same culture as you see at some of these other schools. And so I think like the fact that he's excited about the program with a program that's never had any excitement is probably a bonus. Mm-hmm. So and not just excited, like overly and like to the point where it's almost annoying how enthusiastic he is yeah and people it hasn't are like, let up it's been years it wasn't it just like keep fake, it going dude. Dude. that's him it's a it's a thing yeah. i like it i'm happy about it who are you playing next week i'm sleepy man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> sleepy fans don't know it's is somebody it, is it illinois or do, no. we have a, do we have a buy? No, well, I heard it. had a buy. Here's the thing. If you guys can tell me who it is, I will confirm it. I just can't remember. They play um, Northwestern. There you go. Northwestern when on, they, on when, Saturday, 2.30 or Didn't something know. like that. I had no idea. Um, okay. Very beatable. Oh, yeah. We could easily... I mean, damn it. We could have been 7-1. and one. Shit. We're okay. The Bowling Green loss is going to hurt us at the end of the year. But anyways, um, guys, also happening in college football, they debuted some of their new rules with the most overtimes in the history of a college football game when uh, top 10 ranked Penn State played against the 2-5 and five Fighting Illini of Illinois. And in this game, it went to not one, not two, but nine overtimes. Now, the first two overtimes, each team gets to start at the twenty their opponent's 25-yard line. It's like normal, normal overtime yep. rules. Yeah. For college, yeah. And they get to go in from the 25, and if they, you know, they they play it out and whoever has more points in the overtime wins. Went to, through two of those. Now the new rules stated that starting in the third overtime, the ball was placed on the three-yard line and you would go for a two-point conversion and each team would get one play. They did this seven times before <laughs> Illinois finally won the game. I watched this. I just so happened to flip it on. Me I too. can't even believe it. It was great. And it was like a combination of just incompetence and terrible and electric at the same time and like every so which was it was it was it like a is it a bad rule or a good rule the rule is great the performance wasn't great yeah i think what eric's saying is like penn state's inability and illinois inability to do anything competent offensively (laughs) either that or the defenses were just so dialed in at that point because the game was kind of slow that I don't know. It, I think the just... incompetence made the game more exciting because it would be like the quarterback rolls out, he's got a guy all alone, and he fell down and broke his wrist, which <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, well, he did throw the ball. He but threw then, the ball, but, but he threw yeah. it about four yards too short. Yes. Oh, the my Illinois God. quarterback broke his arm <laughs> to the degree that they had to come out on the field and put like the air cast on. And one and of the OTs. In yeah. the sixth overtime. So then the backup <laughs> quarterback had to come in for the seventh over. And here's the other thing. 
they flip the coin, right? And then so then they they decide who's going where. But then the defense gets to, the the team that was on defense gets to choose whether or not they want to stay on defense. And so then they decide like, okay, we we want to stay on defense or we want to, you know, switch to offense. And then the other team gets to pick which side of the field they want to go into. Okay. So they were like going they back and going forth, back and forth of the field oh of where they God. were going to do this. So they had to walk down every yeah. fucking time. from the three yard line to the three yard <laughs> line. And it was insane. And like the announcers were joking, like the field's going to be torn up just from the teams going back and forth <laughs> during this overtime. What a mess. And, and the other thing is, is that like the backup quarterback came in and he promptly threw the ball on his first play, like 10 yards out of the end zone <laughs> on their one play. So what, so what he did, like there's literally almost nothing to lose if you throw an interception into the end zone because unless they return it all the yeah. way to the other end, it doesn't matter. It switches possession. But he, he was like so dialed in of like, oh, he's not open. I got to throw it out of the back of the end zone. So he threw it like 15 yards over the dude's <laughs> head. And the announcers were like, why would he do that? Like, there's no reason to not try and like, just, just throw it. Just throw it. Who cares? Yeah. 50-50. But like he had, he's been so drilled oh. in his brain of like, the receiver's not open. I got to throw it out of the back of the end zone because I'm going to get sacked. Like, who cares? Get sacked. Or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, whatever. Just, like, throw the ball up. Yeah, throw it up. Oh, All right. my so God. Eric's wild. Eric's right in that it was, like, it was a disaster, but it was so entertaining. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, sticking with college football real quickly, Washington State let their head coach go after they warned him about getting the COVID vaccine, which went with laws in the state of Washington. People are outraged. I don't know. I heard Washington states like president and athletic director and they were like we're a research institution and like we're like a science school (laughs) like we can't we can't go back on that we can't like go against the state like i'm sorry but we told him many times and he tried to fake a religious exemption right a lot of i've heard a lot of that like they quit or they were fired after their religious exemption fell through. Like exactly. Are all these people that religious? Oh, yeah, no. Now all of a sudden the religion. I got my booster shot. I got so. my booster shot this last week. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's And now instead of my balls how, just being three times bigger, they're now four times bigger. I I was gonna say you were glowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but other than that, I feel fine. Okay. So it didn't have any like that second shot effect? Kind of. Okay. It's kind of like the second shot. Oh. Like my, my, like, I was like sore. My whole body was sore, but yeah. I, my head was fine. Okay. Um, but yeah. So there you go. Moving on. We don't yeah. want to talk about COVID right now. No. So we're going to talk about video games, which we don't usually do. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, let's just hit up the good guy of the week. We found out that in the past, so definitely not the week, but we found out that Tyson Fury donated 8 million pounds that he received from the first Deontay Wilder fight to help homeless people. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And when asked about it, which just came out, he didn't tell anybody. He didn't intend for anybody to find out. People he's the found Gypsy out. King. He is the Gypsy King, and he's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a boxer. I don't fucking, I don't need the money. I'm not, I'm not here for the money, whatever. I, he just <laughs> likes to fight. Um, of course, since then he's made a lot of money, but yeah, that was like pretty crazy. No, he donated the entire purse like, and that was his first big giant fight. Right. I mean, I guess he had probably had a decent career and had made some money, but I mean, I get like maybe the second or the third when you've already kept a bunch and you're like, dude, Mm -hmm. I, I'm still trying to invest that first fucking amount. I don't know. Just give it away. Pretty cool. Now you donate the eight. So that way, when you do two and three, you get the pocket, the 80. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Well, you know, he had to hope that a second and third are coming then. So, yeah, pretty cool. All right. We'll go to some video game news quickly. Sadly, I have to say that FIFA is ending its partnership um, with EA Sports. So EA is not going to make FIFA anymore as FIFA demanded $100 billion. Was that it? <laughs> it was some just sickening. It was a crazy amount. I don't know if it was 100 100 million, bill- was it? Yeah, I was jo- I was doing the, it was something like that, like a hundred million dollars. I was it, doing the doctor. Email, it was some so. large amount of money that they were demanding to have the license, and EA said we can't afford that. We make the fucking NFL game. Are you guys joking? Is probably what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're not going to make it anymore. PES, I think, is the other game. I had both of them to see what was better, and FIFA's way better. So mm-hmm. I'm just like bummed. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. I know you got them every year. Every you know what's year? gonna you know what's gonna happen. The biggest side effect of this is gonna be Eric's deterioration of like knowing about players, knowing about yeah. up and coming players uh-huh. from yeah. like lower leagues. Yes, like this is That's, this is a this problem. Hurt the pod. This is a problem for the this podcast. This is an issue. Uh oh. I'm not gonna know about young soccer players anymore because FIFA's gone. So, but also sticking with more fun uh, 
sports video game news. NBA Jam, it, it turns out, actually did have a code that wouldn't allow the Bulls to beat the Pistons. What's what's going on with this? So, okay, you guys remember NBA Jam, right? Pretty formative. He's on fire. Was that on Genesis? Absolutely. Okay, so it was on Genesis. I had it. It was um, on Super Nintendo as well. Okay, and it was obviously in, like, the big arcade boxes, too. Of course. So, like... Do you remember like people we'd argue and there was no internet to like look up this shit and you would just like, argue my like, guys can't make any shots. This is like, rigged. Like yeah. I-, I always pick the bulls and you like the fucking pistons and I can never beat you. So literally the guy that was like the that coded the game and created the game put a code in the game where within the last like three minutes of the game, if the if it was within um ten points, the bulls would not be able to score against the Pistons because he was a big Pistons fan and hated the Bulls. Huge rivalry, obviously, dude, throughout I the nineties. I kind of fuck with that. Like, how this just come out? This dude is like, I, it just came out. Well, yeah, why he are just you playing like, with the Why is anybody playing with the Bulls anyway? They the, the players they had. Well, well I know they yeah. didn't have. I know. So then you would kind of think like, well, yeah, if Jordan was in here. They're I'm like, do you with want fucking, Horace Grant and BJ Armstrong? BJ Armstrong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So obviously, you know that that was part of it, and probably fewer people played as the Bulls because of it. But they also just like. So many Bulls fans. I'm sure they did anyways. And Jordan couldn't be in it because he had his own deals with the Nike brand at the time. So, um, And he wasn't like... He opted out of all the Players Association deals. So, kind of like hilarious. Like, wow. Sometimes when we're arguing like, it's rigged, it's rigged. Or my controller's... Your controller's better. Mine's broken. There might be something to that. And I just think that uh, a lot of kids out there are probably vindicated. Like, Why well, didn't they just make... Now. Why didn't they just make... Um, like a a white guy number twenty three that was a bald head guy and and uh was and gave named him Jordan stats Jordan Michael yeah and he's playing for the Bulls now <laughs> what's his name he came from the Lakers what's that dude Jordan Michael that's what I would have just done on every video game yeah Jordan Michael and then when he was like no you definitely I'm suing you guys you used my name I'd be like the guy's white oh you're talking about Caruso yeah. yeah Caruso yeah yeah Alex Caruso yeah he was in a big big thing called like Galaxy Slam. This is a huge movie in the '90s. Okay, that. One if you weren't playing with really Chris hit. Mullen, then that you were. <laughs> don't look at me like. If that. you weren't playing with Chris Mullen, you were playing NBA Jam incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can't remember who I always. I was uh, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton every time. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Yeah, you're bad. All right, guys. Uh, let's chat about some things that we are we care a lot about. It's some, a little hard. While some we're, actual serious stuff while here. We're, while we're we're trying to focus on good things, and we're talking about being Winterville. It kind of sucks to talk about the two teams we're about to talk about next after they had some tough losses. But the Wolves uh, off to a good start. Yep. Even though when we're recording this, they lost to the Zionless Pelicans. Yeah, I don't know. They kind of fell apart, which is a little scary because they they kind of beat themselves tonight. So we'll see. But dude, I mean, I'm I'm still excited. They are doing things that they've never done, like played defense. Um, I don't know. I I feel like all my takes are a little bit changed because I did not expect them to lose this game. I thought that they would be three and zero heading into the Bucks on Wednesday. Um, that Towns didn't and happen. Edwards are going off though, which is great. Towns yeah. thirty two points, uh, fourteen rebounds tonight. Uh, Edwards twenty eight and eight tonight, including yeah. twenty one points in the third quarter. And he had, he had twenty eight and eight after he had one point at halftime. Yeah, so I know it's kind of a big right. deal. So a little inconsistent, which you'd like to see some of that consistency too. But you know, it does make you realize if there, we don't really have a big three. Um, we don't. We Russell's have, not a big big. Player. He's not a. He's not going to be part of a big three on any team. I don't think. I think he's just kind of. Uh, a flashy scorer who makes a big deal when he makes big shots yeah. and gets a lot of attention for those shots. But he also but is puts really up just kind points. of an average scorer. Yeah. Um, doesn't do much else. Uh, gets a lot of play time. I'm not sure that he's super special. So um, I kind of would like to see, you know, some other players on the team step up and, and get more play time. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be Beasley, which you maybe would think would be our fourth, fifth best player. So we'll see. So weird. I, I do feel pretty pretty happy currently about the Wolves. I think that they're promising. I think Edwards is a big deal, and I'm excited about the yes. ongoing debates of Edwards versus LaMelo Ball. Um, also, where, all your students are wrong. Yeah, Edwards is better than Ball. I'm not here for it. Would you rather have tall Chris Paul or Dwayne Wade? Tough, but I think I'd rather have Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I think he's at least going to score. Um, I don't know. Both are great. It's fun. It's funny, too, that the, all the experts were like, oh, the guys in this draft are terrible. The top pick in this draft would be like the 10th pick in the next year's draft. And it's yep. like, absolutely not. I wouldn't fucking trade Edwards or Ball for anyone in that draft. It's true. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, dude, we have some awesome, awesome players coming out of that draft. They said that this was the best draft ever in the history of basketball. And the year with Edwards was the worst draft ever. It's like, these guys don't know what they're fucking talking about. They never like, do. Settle down. Edwards and Ball are like fantastic NBA players. And the fact that... Um, um, he's paired up with uh, still young towns should have us really excited. So, well, they're the experts are also the ones that said Trey young is going to be nothing but a fringe mm-hmm. player. Like they, they just don't know what the fuck they're talking. So, about. so here's the thing. Okay. So they were two and oh, and I was a little bit worried because I was like, dude, I only predicted them to be nine through seven seed. I don't want them to get higher and be wrong. Losing tonight makes me feel a little better. Like, yeah, they're going to win two, lose one, lose two, win two, win three, lose three, stay right in that 500, maybe 550 mark, get to that seven to nine seed, win two playoff games. That's a good season for me. That's a happy place for me because they're it's a young team and they're obviously improving on last year. Um, well, we'll see, but... A little early to it's tell. It's a little that. early to yeah. tell after three games and one of Mr. them. Mr. Sample size. Come on. <laughs> I know, right? But the hype knows no no sample size. So the hype is real. I'm excited. Um we shall see. I'm gonna try to get to some games soon. I think you guys need to temper your, your expectations a little bit. Oh, I'm, I'm no, gonna, no, 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 no. Hold no. on. Hold no, no. on. Listen to me for a second. Okay, okay. I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. And I will give you the fact that Towns and Anthony Edwards are great, are good to great. Mm-hmm. depending yep. on the night. They're really good. If you don't have that third threat, which we currently have not found yet, I don't think this team's going to be that yeah. good. Russell I, was like abysmal tonight. He was, he's like been abysmal he for three straight us. games. Yeah. I don't know if he's mentally there yet. I don't know what's going on. The other night he said, I just forgot how to play basketball for three quarters. And then he banked in a three and was like, yeah, I w- I figured it out at the end. Oh, yeah. you wanted to bank that in? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I okay. So yeah, all that aside, between like McDaniel's, Okogi, Nas Reed, Balmero Beasley. hasn't even played yet. Beasley. Yep. Until someone kind of steps up and fills that role of like the third scorer, this team is not going to be that competitive. And I think tonight was mm-hmm. a little bit indicative of that, where it felt like there was a little bit of a lid on the rim. Um, shooting wise, yeah. and nobody stepped in to fill that void. Um, you know, save for you know Ant in the third quarter going off for twenty one, and and Towns getting his, yeah, which you would expect. Like Towns having thirty points and double figure rebounds is the standard. Like yeah. that, 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 which is amazing to take that for granted, and we can. He's fantastic. Um, but think, yeah, we do need more, don't we? I think there needs to be a little bit more, and until then, my expectations of like below 40 wins i think still stands yeah yeah but i don't want to kill your guys' vibe no but i mean you, dude you're being the voice of reason yeah i mean no, no the wolves are not like a king like competing for a high spot no no, no. <laughs> no. but i don't want 500 to, is what i'm looking for i don't want to kill the enthusiasm yeah because 500. I, I, I when when jimbo gets excited about the wolves it gets me excited about the wolves it's just when I, he sees those guys flashing a smile when they're smiling yeah. out there there wasn't a lot of smiles tonight. Not a lot of smiles. all jimbo really wants is like more videos from timberwolves instagram yeah. like hey guys practice is canceled tomorrow but you guys are gonna need some jammies for the plane <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> who wants free arby's beef and cheddar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Win or lose, we're a team. That's all he wants. He just wants more jammy videos. I want all the jammies. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, We'll move on to the Minnesota Wild, who are also off to a good start, but did get pounded by Nashville 5-2 in their last game. So they're 3-1, still one of the better teams in the league. One thing that's a little alarming is they've had to come from behind a lot, but that's also showing some character from a team that I do think is pretty good. Kaprizov is off to a slow start, which is not great. Lots of assists, but no goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think like the depth of the team looks pretty solid. And if the goaltending 
and defensive depth can kind of keep up with with the forwards. I think they're a pretty good team. I think they're a definite playoff team. Um, one poll had them as the number one team after the first week um, in the NHL. Well, they were three and zero. Right. So I do think they're pretty good. Um, but again, I'm trying to temper my expectations a little bit. Yeah, it's weird. I, I so last year Kaprizov came, you know, storming into the league and. I think teams are a lot more aware of him to start the season. So I'd rather have him be going later, you know, when the wild kind of figure out ways to get him, you know, open and involved a lot more Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like he scores 10 goals in the first 10 games and then doesn't score again until January. You know what I mean? So um, I'd rather have him slowly kind of integrate with this with the team and then start scoring goals later as as maybe some other guys kind of fizzle out or you know injuries and things like that so it's been fun it's also been like uh heart attack wrenching at times where these ot games these last minute goals these the what was the the game the five you want to see like you do want to see some easy wins too right right <laughs> like, you you want to see a professional like yeah. win where you like it, which is what Nashville did to us because you can't grit it out for a whole season it's too long it's a too it, the season's too long anyways too long I mean it's too physical for the for them to play eighty whatever games so um you kind of want to see them like they kind of coasted in this one like yep just the better team tonight yeah and we haven't seen that and yet. they definitely deserve to win so Eric. My question to you is, what plan do you think we are on by the end of November? Is it plan A or plan B? I honestly think that we're going to have... I I think that the Wild are going to be good. They're going to be second in their division. Wait, like secret plan C? Uh, More plan A. Okay. But I think Mm -hmm. that they're going to divert from plan A at the trade deadline this year. Ooh. When they when they make a big deal, oh, and I think right. they wanted to make a big deal this summer, and it wasn't there to be made. And I think that they're gonna sell on either Boldy or Rossi, who are their big two, like can't miss prospects. And I think they're gonna make a move for a big time center at the deadline when they're like in second place. And it's not gonna lead to a Stanley Cup, but it's gonna lead to like a good competitive playoffs where we win one or two series. Do you think we can do that? When the Parisi and Suter buyouts are going to screw us financially to get rid of two extremely cheap, quote unquote, players. I think that the thing that you you have to remember in the NHL is that you can actually retain one, a player's salary through a trade. So my guess is that they're going to overpay for a good player and the other team will retain some of the guy's salary to, to ease the burden on the so wild. like some of Parise's salary? So someone with a high salary, they're going to go after, and then that team is going to say, okay, oh, we'll, they're pay, hang on to we'll half pay of it. 30% yeah. of their salary if you give us this extra prospect or this extra first-round pick. And so I think like that's going to be some of it, like a team who has just a ton of cap space where that's kind of like not something they're worried about is going to be able to do that to sweeten the deal a little bit. I bet the wild overpay for a big player at some point this year. Um, I think they're pretty good, but they're not a contender to win the Stanley Cup. They don't have the goaltending. I think that their defense is just okay, even though they think it's great. And I don't know. I'm excited. I like the Wild, but I'm also like kind of a Wild Fairweather fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay. I'm sure that offends people too, but I only have so much fandom to pass out. <laughs> it's Our- a lot to go around. It really is. You got to kind of pick your favorites, and then the other ones are just sort of like your fourth kid. Yeah, <laughs> he's okay. He's fine. The other ones will take care of him. What like, do you think Philip Rivers feels like? Like, like oh if, my God. if if the Vikings lose, it like ruins my week. If the Arsenal lose, it like ruins my week. If the Wild lose, I'm like, dang it, and then I like go on with my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I like the Wild. I want them to win every game. If I don't watch the game, I follow it on my phone. I care that right. much. Yeah. yeah. Like if I miss part of a game, that that's I, a perfect analogy mm-hmm. for like your fourth kid. Like. Yeah. I heard him upstairs. He's still breathing. <laughs> like, I heard a loud thump, but then I heard noises after that. He was so, crying. I mean, he was crying, which fine. means his lungs are still working. Yeah, right. Like it's fine. Yeah. So, so with the wild, like this is how much I care about the wild. If the wild are playing and I'm missing the game, I will go on to Twitter, usually Twitter, I guess, and I'll go to the, I'll go to the wild feed and I'll kind of like 
kind of close my eyes as I scroll down so I don't see what happened. And then I'll start at the beginning of the game and I'll like go through Twitter and like <laughs> relive the game through that lens wow. and be like, oh, we were up one nothing. Oh, shit. We have two straight goals. Oh, but we came back and tied it up. Oh, going to the third. I guess I should pay attention to the third or maybe even turn it on. Like I, I'm that level of interest. Okay. That's but, something. Yeah. That's something. Just That's don't something. watch the Wolves, okay? The Wolves. I'm a problem for the Wolves. All right, guys. So we'll move on, though, to the Premier League. Yeah. The Premier League is... So much fun. I'm, like, as a as a fan of a mid-table team, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the, the race for first place at the top amongst teams that I dislike. I really don't like Chelsea, Liverpool, or City, but I appreciate them and their ownership and their manager and their players and, you know, the product that they put out there as they're full of exciting, fantastic world-class players. And so as a fan that doesn't really care who wins the title out of those three teams, I am really excited about the battle at the top this Mm -hmm. year with three, like, real top teams, some of the best teams, maybe maybe yeah. the three best teams in the whole world. Hey, don't count Arsenal out just yet. They're only four points back of fourth place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's with no Europe. I Listen, yeah, Chelsea, <laughs> exactly. Chelsea and the season the just title. started, so no Chelsea Europe the Chelsea won the title the in the year that we had zero European competition. I'm just saying, I think there are three premier teams this year in the Premier yeah. League. Which is different than we've had. We've had, like, it's been Liverpool City, Liverpool City. Yeah, I, I think, it's really, nice. I think I mean, this is really exciting with the three of them. I hope that they stay kind of in a clump. And I know that you guys would love to watch your teams run away with it. But I think, like, what's best for the league... It's not going to happen. No. Is no, that the three of them too, kind of... It's too good. That the three of them kind of stay together in a pack. And maybe they each pass each other up throughout the, the season. And it comes I, down... To the last day. Even if it came down to the last three weeks, I'd be really excited. Yeah. Just, just It comes down to the end of the year. The games are really meaningful amongst those top three. And beyond that, um, we'll talk about some individual games in a minute. But beyond that, there is a group of about six or seven teams. Um, I would say eight. West Ham, yeah. Arsenal, Man United, Spurs, um, uh, Brighton, Everton, Everton Wolves, uh, Leicester, Pal- Palace, maybe? maybe Palace. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of them that are kind of in this group that are going to all be fighting for the top four. And I kind of think that the two London squads there, West Ham and Arsenal, might actually be the the best of those. Um, United's probably the most talented, but as we'll get into in a minute, they're like an absolute hot mess right I now. Love it, I do too. <laughs> and uh, Spurs also seem to be kind of a hot mess. So love there's that. definitely a couple teams that um, are really talented. Who if you could are pick two teams to be a hot mess. I mean, pretty I good probably too. would pick those too. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So this weekend we'll get into it. Liverpool and United in the game of the weekend, the big right. marquee Sunday game at Old Trafford. Right. At Old Trafford for you who are not fans. This is at Manchester United. The proudest and most successful team, probably the most popular team in the whole world. If not the most, they're in the top two or three. I right. mean, they're just easily the most popular Premier League team. Easily. Um, you could Which make you could put make them at the top. You could well, you could make arguments for Real Madrid and Barcelona. or Barcelona for like sure. you know Spanish speaking you know countries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But literally, I mean, this is this is the Yankees of soccer. Yeah, and they are good. They're very talented. They have Cristiano Ronaldo now this year. They have Mason Greenwood, who's like a, the gem of teenage. One of those ugly England. Harrys from England. I don't know. <laughs> One of the couple. They, they have Paul Pogba. They have Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. They Love they're him. just loaded. Luke I mean, Shaw. They just they they have the Harry most expensive Maguire. defender ever in Harry Maguire. The most expensive goalie ever in David De Gea. I mean, they're just they're freaking loaded with talent, and it just didn't matter here as Liverpool, who is just a much better run team, and also is owned by the Red Sox owner, which right. is funny. He owns a few. This. Uh, absolutely wiped the floor with them. They were up four, 3 nothing in under 15 minutes, and they were up 4 nothing in the first at halftime. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was it's funny. A, I, a so I, obviously, I was decked out. I had the, ki- the kids in the kits. We were all excited. I actually got two of my friends... To say, I think that I want to get into Premier League. And we were talking about Beautiful. it like weeks leading up, Sean and Nick. Um, I was like, all right, you guys, this is a huge game in a couple days. Watch it. And they watched it. And they're like, I mean, how perfect, right? So they're sold. 
they're onto it. And it oh, was just they're a, Liverpool fans. Yeah, baby. Gross. <laughs> hey, I'm, kidding. So I'm, I'm kidding. I'm they're off fans, my Christmas no, card I'm, list. I'm now. happy. I'm happy to have more fans of the of the game of just the game in yeah. general, yep, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, um, they were like, "This is a, the craziest game ever," right? I'm like, "It kind of is. It's pretty much historic. The first one you ever fucking paid attention to. It's like um, their worst home loss. Yeah, they've never had anybody pull a Hattie or, yeah. at, at Old Trafford against them. They've never been down for zip at half at Old Trafford. So, just a a good old fashioned drubbing to the point where." You know, the the announcers are starting to say, this does look bad for the manager. You have to wonder, can uh, he keep his it, position? Uh, at that I'm like, oh, my God. I was fist pumping. I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I was like, is, is Liverpool going to come in and get the manager fired? This is fucking awesome. And, and I know that, like, in recent years, people will try to make uh, Liverpool City as this big rivalry. But no, it's no, just no. nothing Compared, compared yeah. to United history. and Liverpool. Not yeah. even United and City is. No. These are fake rivalries compared to a real one between the two most winning clubs in the history of English football, Liverpool and Man United, duking it out, and Liverpool absolutely humiliated them. Humiliating. And it was just so fun. They took a red card, Paul Pogba <laughs> took a red <laughs> card like six minutes after coming onto the field in the second half. This was an absolute show for any non-douchebag soccer fan nice hey and the the best part about it was that i actually got supportive text messages from my friends during it. oh i was all about because it. you both were team liverpool for once we were all like the first well, time we we're ever on the same page it i was, was on team liverpool when they were playing spurs in the champions league final yeah there's been oh. other times there's been other times i was i was about to get a liverpool tattoo yeah, to I, keep I, spurs I, from winning <laughs> the champions league um and then Can arrange that Yesterday or, or uh, Saturday was it yesterday? Saturday. Saturday. Um, I sent, you know, I was uh, that I was hoping for a draw mm-hmm. in our group text. No, I would have been, I would have been happy with it. I was I, in my head, I was picturing like two two, kind of an epic game, and then I said, but this was a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. Because just watching, like I've and I, I said this before the pod, I have never seen the Manchester United fans boo their team like they did when they were coming off at halftime it was so audibly like loud and angry and it filled me with all sorts of joy <laughs> they were like it was sunday they were like by the way flooding. but it was sunday okay yeah, yeah. they were flooding out of the stadium and i just was i that it made made me so happy to watch these douchebag fairweather losers from the north just get their ass kicked by their bitter rivals. It made me feel like all was right in the world. Good. And when the Yankees miss the playoffs and Man U gets just dismantled and calling for the coach's head, then things in the universe are right. It was just <laughs> another part of Winterville weekend. <laughs> so, and let's Perfect. also give some credit to, well, a lot of credit to Mo Salah, who is oh, clearly he's the best player in the world right now. He's yeah. he's having like an all-time start to a Premier League season. This is like the, this is like the kid who <laughs> only hit like runs. A 10 or 11 game matches straight and sometimes multiple like three three goals without even having to do a penalty. This is like a Matt Christopher book. Yeah. Where like, oh, oh the, right. the kid who only scores goals. Like that I mean that's the literally the start of the season for Salah. Yeah. And and not just goals of like, oh, you know, penalties and all this. Like he's had some like magician like it reminds me of Ed Nazard when he was with Chelsea where he's doing some the things dribble 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 deek 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 doing score. some things with the ball and then like shooting from an angle where you're like how did that even go in yeah. like it's just it's 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 so I, fun I'm not rooting for Liverpool in any way whatsoever no dude but, you and I but appreciate, Chelsea and Liverpool are like neck and neck it's so fun but I appreciate his level of quality that he has going right now mm. and it's it is as a just a, a soccer fan in general is really fun to watch when you when you see someone that has elevated their game yeah. to a level that's not often seen. You it's have kind to, of a beautiful thing, and he's representing you know Egypt and Africa oh, and all these different thing. things. It's like cool. He's the number one goal scorer from Africa. Yeah, in the Premier League. That's what I was about to say. As I pulled it's, up the it's list, really beautiful. Here's your top ten goal scorers from Africa in Premier League history: Ifan Ekuku. I've never heard of him. Nwanku Kanu, who's a famous Nigerian. Yaya Torre, famous for playing for Man City, mm-hmm. was a midfielder. Scored 62 goals, which is crazy. God, he could uh, kick the ball so hard, though. 
He was very impressive. Number seven is Algeria's Riyad Mahrez, currently playing for Man City. Number six is Arsenal's Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang at 68 goals. Number five is Nigeria's Yakubu, who had 95 goals, so a distant fifth. Um, Spurs and Arsenal, Emmanuel Adebayor, which is wild that he played for both of them, had 97 goals. In third place is Senegal's and Liverpool's Sadio Mane at 100 Mm -hmm. goals. Uh, at second, just losing his spot is Chelsea's famous striker from the Ivory Coast, Didier Drogba, with 104. And now Mohamed Salah from Egypt is first all-time in the Premier League for African goal scorers with 107. So really dude, cool. Mane's got to get on his horse a little bit here. I know, like, I know. What if, what if it's like neck and neck, like all season, like Mane versus... <laughs> I love it. I, I think that's so cool to have like those two like awesome African players on the I, same squad, didn't, like the we, two big scores. Was it you who said that like people's views of of like racist views had dropped in Liverpool? Someone told me that. Yeah, I didn't say that. But Someone it, told me that, cool. that in that. Liverpool, because of um, like Salah and, Africans. And, Mane. and Mane, and like mo- especially the fact that they're Muslim, um, you know, Muslim Africans playing in the Premier League, living in Liverpool, that people's opinions on Muslims and on people of color in general have improved in Liverpool because of them that's cool but, that and awesome? i believe that and it's kind of sad that's what it takes it's sad but, that's what it takes but you want to know what but dude it's a little bit <laughs> helps and, there's so much fucking racism in england and yeah. the world well, liverpool and, is yeah. a very white blue collar right. area of england right. too as well so so i think maybe not cool. a lot of exposure and so maybe that is is you know a symptom of of those guys just being awesome yeah yeah so should we talk about the team that's actually top of the league or do we want to talk yeah. about liverpool the rest of the time <laughs> um i'm happy to talk all about the, all, all chelsea does is win i'm win, just win. kidding i'm just kidding uh, it was just the biggest game of the year it was the rivalry game too no, I, i'm i'm totally joking the, the other two big teams though that we've been talking about chelsea and city both took care of business city played at brighton who's been one of the best teams in the league and destroyed them four to one and then chelsea played against the worst team in the league first played last i believe but, in this one and it showed but it you gotta play showed who you play oh chelsea, you play who you win and you better fucking win seven, those games seven to nothing chelsea <laughs> over over uh norwich. norwich norwich with a red card it couldn't have been worse it couldn't have been a worse beating and uh mason mount who wasn't off to the best start of the season uh showed up scored a hat-trick, and had a great celebration on his first goal where he said something along the lines of, about fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> he hadn't scored for... <laughs> hadn't scored for ages. Not nine matches or yeah. something like that. And pounds in three in this one. So nice. the, the top teams taking care of business. Uh, the top teams with a 7 nothing, a 5 nothing, and a 4-1 Four to one. One yeah. win um, over the teams that they played. So huge wins at the top. And then, uh, yeah, how you feeling, Chelsea? Off to a great start. Haven't played a really tough schedule, but have absolutely taken care of business. Well, the first like month and a half of our schedule was pretty brutal. Yeah, like we had it a looked, lot. Of, it looked scary coming in, and then you just started winning. Anyways. I mean, it was like Spurs, Arsenal, win, um, win, Liverpool away, draw. Liverpool away with a draw, red card, draw, red card, draw. Which, by the way, is a win for you. Should not have won that game or draw drew drew that game, especially with how many shots you guys had in the, in the end of it. It was kind of sad. That was a frustrating game for um, the cool fans. We beat Brentford. Maybe shouldn't have won that game. Um, but yeah, yeah. so now like we kind of come to like a very light part of the schedule where we play like Southampton, Crystal Palace, some lower table teams, Arsenal. I'm kidding. Um, where we play, <laughs> Do you play Arsenal in no, a few No, 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 we okay, don't. Okay. But we, we play a lot of like matches that should be won. Sure. You know what I mean? Like where you're looking at the schedule and you're like, these should all be wins um, because we played a lot of tough teams early on. So um, I feel good. But, like the European competition is killing us. Like we have a lot of guys that are getting beat up and, and sore from travel, but we only play, we played Malmo, then Zanit and then Juventus again. So um, we don't play the really good team until the end. And hopefully the group will be, are you going to get through the group? It we looks good, right? Should, it should be us. Liverpool and, and is. I think they've won all three games. It should be us and Juventus. Yeah, um, however, Madrid or whatever. However, Barso, that ends up. Um, I feel pretty confident that we'll we'll make cool. it out of the group there. So, it's fun. Love it. And and so like you guys have Salah like on a completely different plane. Chelsea has had like seventeen different goal scorers. Yeah. So far in all which competitions, which is fun too. Which is cool. It's just crazy that like our defenders have scored more goals than our attacking players. 
Yeah. Which is insane. Like, shouldn't happen that way. That is wild. Um, the rest of the league, uh, like I said, there's a huge group. Um, I think the teams I would feel the best about, I, I would probably say West Ham would probably be the next team I feel the best about. I mean, they're no, they have 0% chance of winning the league, um, but they've been fantastic this year, won a bunch of big games. I feel good about my team Arsenal after them. I don't think they're going to finish in the top four, but they seem to be on the right path, I think. Good. I think they're on the right path. The youngest... Have you have you heard this story before, though? I'm, oh, I'm asking oh, honestly. Absolutely, I've heard this story. Just before. under the Arteta regime of like, oh, we did really well here, <laughs> and then kind of like, and I'm not trying to. I feel like Arsenal has enough young talent to make a lot more noise as the season progresses. Like once they kind of figure this out, they have no chance in hell. Of competing for the title. Not, I'm not saying for the title. Just not. I'm saying for top four. Yeah. That I feel like Arsenal has a young enough core and a decent mm-hmm. enough amount of depth in, unless there's some key injuries. And they have no Europe. And they have no Europe yeah. that they could make a decent case to get in the top four. I yeah. want all all three of our teams in the top four. And then they'll play I, Bayern ideally Munich for next me. season in the Champions <laughs> That'd League. That'd be fine. Yeah. If we just made the Europa League, if we finish in the top six this year, I will say, yeah. good work, Arsenal. Thank you. We're moving back in the right direction. I, I want all of us in the Champions League. It's so much more fun to follow all three of our teams. Ideally, it's Liverpool 1, Chelsea, and Arsenal can fight for 2 and 3. Let's go. Works for me. At this point, I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 3. Nice. <laughs> you guys can fight for 1 and 2. I don't even care. I think we're... That'd be awesome. It'd be so cool. I think Chelsea's currently 1 in the Champions League. Like the trophy is in our cabinet. Yeah, oh, I just, oh, that's oh, yeah. fine. No, I'll just. I just want to be. You. I just want to be in the in the room. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the room. We're recording right now, buddy. <laughs> all right, guys, that is it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Go back check out our screencast. It was awesome. Uh, we talked about Dune. We talked about all kinds of different shows. Some cool news. Uh, Succession, Curb. They're both back. We talked about a Barbie movie. All kinds of stuff. So go check that out. Some inappropriate genitalists discussions yep it's all fantastic got into it yeah we did we did all that so go check that out (laughs) until then otherwise thank you guys for listening to the Norris podcast